0: So, so when we are approaching uh, the end of our series on the parables, and this week we will be talking about the parable of the talents, as you have just heard Nancy relay to the children. Our version is gonna be from Matthew's gospel. You can also find it in Luke's. And when Jesus tells this parable, he's very close to being arrested and crucified. And he knows that his time on earth is soon coming to an end. And he has wisdom to impart. And he tells three parables in chapter 25. And the parable we hear today is sandwiched between two other parables that have an emphasis upon Jesus' return someday. But the parable this morning has an emphasis on the time after the crucifixion and resurrection, but before his return, the in-between time where we still find ourselves today, some 2,000 years later. And it's a story that challenges us to consider what to do with the talents entrusted to us while we await Christ's return. Let us pray. Gracious God, open our hearts and minds to hear your word. Silence any voice within us but yours that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we may hear what you say to us this day. Amen. Listen now to Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30. Jesus said, for it is is as if a man going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his ability. And then he went away. The one who had received five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. And after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing the five more talents, saying, master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. And his master said to him, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you did not gather scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here you have back what is yours. But his master replied, you wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Well, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the 10 talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, have you ever been given an extravagant gift? We all may have different ideas of what extravagant is. For some of you, it may be a gift that costs a lot of money. And for others, it may be a gift of time with someone. And others still, it may be an act of kindness or service that someone does for you. For me, one of these gifts came from my grandmother. It was the engagement ring she had first received from my grandfather. It wasn't a big old fancy diamond. It was more of a tiny chip in a thin gold band. And she had been given another ring over the years and rather than let it sit in her jewelry box, she gave it to me. I was 12 years old and in the seventh grade. I felt so special and fancy and important, and I wore it proudly every day. And then one day after school, I was painting banners and I got some green paint on it. And despite my best efforts at trying to wash it off, some of that green paint got down deep into one of the grooves. It remained on the ring and I just couldn't get it out. I felt terrible, I was sort of embarrassed and ashamed. How could I have messed up this gift that had been entrusted to me? And so I hid it in my jewelry box where I couldn't do any more harm to it. Well, in our parable today, Jesus tells us about a wealthy landowner who entrusts three of his workers with an extravagant gift. And as you have already heard, one worker receives five, another receives two, and the third receives one talent. And these workers are given no instructions or what to do or how to do it. They didn't know how long the landowner would be gone, or when he would return, or what he expected. They were simply entrusted with the talents and allowed to go about their business. Well, we know that five-talent guy and two-talent guy got busy using the talents to increase what they had been entrusted with and doubled what they had to start with, while one talent guy got worried and hit it in the ground for safekeeping. He didn't lose it, but he didn't use it either. We all have seasons in our lives where we have been or are the one talent guy. That seems safe sometimes, especially in this weird season we've been living in. But the truth is, Selwyn, that's not really who you are. I know you, and you are not one talent guy. I have known you for a very long time. You are five talent guy, In your personal lives and in your church lives, you have taken the five talents given to you and easily and quickly and efficiently and generously turned them into 10 talents. Look around you, the people, the place, the opportunities. This is one of the most gifted and talented congregations I know. and We are a congregation that takes seriously God's call, to love God and love neighbor. And I see a lot of other congregations in my role at the seminary and serving on the Presbytery's Committee on Ministry. I am biased towards you, but it's true. Your 10 talents sell one. That's us. But recently I find myself wondering if we have become satisfied with our 10 talents. Or if we've forgotten what has been entrusted to us, or we've distracted. Seems to me that with all this pandemic business and all the divisiveness and scary things going on in the world, we might have started behaving again like one talent guy. Have we let fear, worry, fatigue, apathy, stifle? the investment entrusted to us? Have we stuck our 10 talents into the ground to wait it out? We can't go back to who we were in 2019 before all this started. And we need to make good and careful decisions about regathering and programming and expenses and mission efforts but we cannot let ourselves become one talent guy. We cannot bury our talents for safekeeping. I just don't think that's who we really are, and I don't think that's very faithful. But what is the new normal, Selwyn? We're not going to return to the way things were. There is a new thing emerging. And how can the talents entrusted us, entrusted to us be used in this new thing? How can we take our talents and continue to allow them to work for the true owner of them? What would it take for you to go all in? What would it take for our congregation to go all in? What would that look like? Will it require work and energy and sacrifice and persistence? Most investments do. Is it risky? Absolutely. But God and our neighbors at Montclair and roof above and in Haiti and right now in New Orleans, they are counting on us to keep investing We have been entrusted with such a priceless treasure, the good news of the love and grace and mercy of God revealed in Jesus Christ. And we're not to hide it, but to invest it with everything we have in word and in deed, with our entire lives. So and what would it look like for you and me and all of us to take just even one of our 10 talents and give it all to God. thats just 10% of what we've already got entrusted to us, right? We're already 10 talents, sell one, remember? And we as humans find ways to invest in things that we want to do and like to do. Netflix, scrolling social media, watching or playing sports, exercise, shopping, playing games, knitting, and about a hundred other things. But what if we took just 10% of our time, our skills, our money, our energy, and gave it to loving and serving God? What would your life look like? What would this church look like? How about Montclair Elementary, Roof Above, the city of Charlotte? Are we investing or hiding what has been entrusted to us? What if we invested that one talent, we gave it all to loving and serving God, and then allowed that 10% to transform the other 90% of our lives? and this world. In your bulletin and on our church website, you can find lots of ways to invest your talents, praying, worship, Bible study, youth group, mission opportunities, small group gatherings, social fellowship events, serving the church with your skills, abilities, and finances. There are so many ways, and any of the staff or elders would be happy to help you learn more. But Selwyn, what would it look like if one talent of our ten was reinvested? About 25 or so years ago, several of our church members began volunteering at Montclair Elementary all on their own. Montclair, if you're not aware, is one of Charlotte's Title I schools just three miles from our church. And over time, those few folks brought a few more church friends along, and as relationships formed, we learned that the kids at the school suffered from summer slide. This is when they lose some of their reading and academic abilities during the summertime off. So eventually, So when partnered with St. Andrews United Methodists and joined with Freedom School partners to offer a summer literacy program at Montclair. Many of you in this room have invested your talents at Freedom School. That to me sounds like one talent that turned into two. And for many fruitful years, tutoring continued during the school year, and Freedom School happened during the summer and our relationships deepened, and friendships and mutual trust developed, and big dreams were dreamed, and possibilities were discussed, explored, and considered. And then a food pantry for the Montclair community was started. And then in 2019, using the gifts and talents from our Roots and Wings campaign, we partnered with the Greater Enrichment Program to provide that after-school and summer enrichment program for 50 to 100 Montclair children at no cost to their families. Pandemic caused a few snags, but we were able to invite them into our fellowship hall for remote learning and summer enrichment. And it will be back reopen at Montclair on September 7th. Our one talent of a few people volunteering, turned into two talents with Freedom School, and then three talents with the food pantry, and then four talents with GEP. I'd say we're pretty good at investing our talents when we put our heads together and our energy. But, but what now, Selwyn? Are we satisfied with these four talents over there? Will we bury them for safekeeping or we, will we continue to invest and take risks and grow the treasure of what has been entrusted to us? What could your 10% turn that into? And how might Montclair and the church in the city of Charlotte be transformed? My grandmother. Well, she noticed I quit wearing that ring of hers and asked me about it one day. And I confessed that I had gotten green paint on it, and that I felt bad and I put it away so I wouldn't do any more harm to it. She asked me to show it to her. She looked it over good. She handed it back to me. She said, sometimes a little wear and tear adds character. Don't fret, Lisa. You put that on and let it shine for all to see. So, when it's time for you to put your talents on and let them shine for all to see, Amen.
1: seated. Let us turn to God in prayer. God our creator, those words alone beg us to bring all of ourselves, our full created being before you. Out of the darkness you manifested all that would be, and with dust and your gentle breath you brought us to life to live in a place of delight where we would work until in love and laughed often. Yet we have fallen from a- away from this place, away from you and away from each other. But your promise is the same yesterday as it will be for tomorrow. Your grace abounds and for that we utter words of gratitude and thanks for all you have done. God, nourish us this day through word and worship Strengthen our desire to discern and do your will. Focus us on your path of righteousness so we can walk steadily under your direction. Bend your ear to us, God of love, as we pray not only for ourselves but for people everywhere. God, breathe life into families and children as school begins again. Into our siblings who are exhausted, dissatisfied, anxious, and worrisome. Breathe life into those struggling to pay bills and to put food on the table. For people and families in war-torn countries, may we all strive for peace and to understand what it truly means to be a neighbor. Breathe life into those suffering from COVID and bless the doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers who are working tirelessly. Breathe life into those where darkness is real and present and steals life like a thief in the night. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Awaken us, God, to the invitation to delight in the work with you to join together to be a community in this unprecedented time, to lead with love and peace, humility, gentleness, as we point back to your son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray saying, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. Friends, God has given each of us a unique set of gifts that lend to the work of our hands And not for our own benefit, but as stewards of God's grace. Whether it is your time, your talents, your resources. During this anthem, we invite you to contemplate your gifts and how you may share those in your own life, in your work, and in the life of this church. If you're a visitor, we invite you to fill out our visitor card that is located in your pews so that we may connect with you. The text to give number is 704 7349818 Let us go to God with our offerings. Thank you. Prayer of dedication that's printed in your bulletin. All good things come from you, O God, and with gratitude we return to you what is yours. You created all that is, and with love formed us in your image. When our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You gave us your Son, Jesus Christ as an example of what your love looks like in this world and for our very salvation. All we have and all we are is a trust from you. And so in gratitude for all your gifts, we offer you ourselves and all that we have and all that we can become. By your Holy Spirit, use these gifts and use us so that your love is known and felt by all and then used in for all the world. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.
0: 10-talent Selwyn, I charge you to go from this place, evaluating and considering how you might invest all entrusted to you for the glory of God. And go from this place, knowing that you go with the grace of God, with the love of Jesus Christ, and with the ever-present companionship of the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Amen. Mm-hmm.